and welcome back to Ready Set Review, your favorite podcast for movies, comics, and culture. I'm your host, Anthony. And I'm Matt. And we have a great show for you today. Uh, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, not only has WandaVision dropped on Disney+, Plus. Uh, but we're going to get a chance to talk about a lot of the other rumors that are happening around the movie universe right now, uh, and just uh, some 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 other cool perspective that we're taking. And so, also, uh, this episode brought to you by Matt cracking a beer. <laughs> That's just Matt for- <laughs> cracking a beer for all your cracking needs. That's just if for you the need slack some spot. New ASMR <laughs> content. Look for Matt. Cracking a beer. Can I ask a stupid question? <laughs> of course you can. You always what? <laughs> what does ASMR stand for? Uh, it's uh, a simmer. <laughs> you don't even know. <laughs> you don't even know what it stands for. No, it's the uh, you know, it's uh, is it like ass to mouth, like no. But what's the R? What ASMR? I, I don't even know what the A is. Oh. I don't know what any of the letters are. That's why I was asking. I thought you would know. Let's Google it. Unfortunately, Let's I see. ASMR. 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 Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Ready, Set, Autonomous Review. Sensory Meridian Response. You I lost know. me at Meridian. <laughs> it's Good right enough. in the middle. Good, yeah, we're right in the middle of that. We're right in the middle of your ASMR senses. So welcome <laughs> to your ASMR senses and understanding podcast. Uh, that is your host, Matt. No. Uh, we are here. So... One of the first things that we want to talk about, obviously, we're really excited to be back with you guys here today, um, but we want to talk about uh, the most important thing, got a chance, here we are, still in quarantine, got a chance to see some great new content from Marvel. In fact, the first thing in the Marvel Cinematic Universe that has been dropped in a year. A year. Dude, I just, just have to say. So when I was Spider-Man dropped? It, no, it's been over a year. Yeah, it was 2019 Spider-Man came out. So, so I just have to say this. I I sat down last night and I watched the first two episodes of WandaVision. And they have so, – so, so, so it's worth noting that this is the first time that a TV show has been released that is in the MCU proper. So when we talk about shows like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., right, and like Cloak and Dagger and The Runaways, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., more so than the other ones, had very direct connections to the MCU, um, especially in the first season. That kind of like dipped off um, later on in later seasons. Shows like The Runaways on Hulu, you know, had very indirect connections. They would briefly reference like, you know, oh, the Battle of New York. Right, like the Netflix show. They would say the Battle of New York, you know, like things like that, right? But anyway, so my point is, all of those other shows, they had their own separate intros, theme musics. WandaVision was the first show that gave you the same intro as when you would go to see any other MCU movie with all point. of the rolling That's footage, really you know, and that really song that you know now. So anyway, my point of this all is, when I sat down last night to, to watch this, I fucking rolled my nice joint, I sat down, I watched it, and legal, when that... Legal. Yeah, right, semi-legal. When that, <laughs> when that music hit, and that same, you know, the, the scrolling things you see Captain America, and they, they put in, they added in Tony Stark doing the snap of the Infinity Stone, the new footage, hearing that and seeing that for the first time in a year, I was just like... I just like sank yeah. into the couch. I was like, "Yeah, I'm ready. Like, I am my bot. The body is ready. The spirit is willing. Like, let's go. I am. I'm here for it." <laughs> yeah, I'm. I'm really glad that they're releasing it episodic as well. They, 100%. They, and and I'm glad that they also did 
the first two episodes right away because I would not have been sold. Now let's 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 also there's thirty from, minute episodes. Yeah, so thirty minute episodes very similar to Mandalorian. I to be honest with you, in my opinion, in that seems to be the way that most content creators should should picture their content, right? Yep. If you're looking to tell a story, tell it within half hour episodes. Yep. Snackable content, half hour gets us into it, you, and it doesn't over complex the story, right? And you can you can kind of do a lot of different plot jumps without it being strange or weird. So anyway, with this, I absolutely loved it. I I thought it was so it was so innovative. It was it was it was a more original take trying to to provide not only nostalgia to the people that have enjoyed the Marvel Universe, but nostalgia to people who are maybe a little bit older, right? And maybe like, maybe like their, their kids and their grandkids love their, or maybe even their kids, their grandkids and their great grandkids love the Marvel Universe, but they never really understood it, but they can understand things like, you know, like, um, you know, I love Lucy and they can understand. So yeah. it, 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 it makes it it makes it really fun. And the way that they shot it is great. But I can also understand how people didn't like it. Yeah. So let's talk about you. You're talking about the nostalgia. So, so right off the bat, I love So the first two episodes are shot entirely in a mock-up of, like, a 60s sitcom. It's very much like Bewitched is what it's like. That's what you really, the vibes you really got. Not very just, much Yeah, so. like, not just because Scarlet Witch is using her witch powers, but it was all done in black and white. It had, like, the gimmicky intro with the music and the, oh, vision, blah, 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 right? And even, like, and the costumes and everything, right? And for me, like, that was, like, nostalgic right off the bat because we are still, you and I are still of the age where, like, I remember being a kid, like, seven, eight, nine years old when, like, my mom would used to watch, like, Nick at Night. And Nick at Night had, like, Absolutely. I Love Lucy and I Dream of Jeannie and Beware and all that shit. And it just, like... So, so I had, like, the, the MCU nostalgia and vibes, but I also had those vibes. And, dude, they, like, you know, yes, they went over the top with it. Like, they leaned fully into it. But, dude, it worked. Like, it was so cheesy. It was so hammy. And it was so obvious what they were making fun of. But it worked. I liked it. And I think that you really nailed it. I think you, you hit the, nail, the, 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 the nail on the head there when you said that they really leaned into it. Yeah. So... If they had done this halfway, if half of an episode was right. this sort of sitcom and half of the episode was not the sitcom, I don't think it would have worked. I, I The fact that they just wholeheartedly, they're going full on. For this two is, full episodes. For two full episodes with hints of else, of yep. other things, like hints of where the show is going and why we are seeing what we're seeing. It was amazing. And I yep. really, like, I applaud them because I am sure there was a lot of people that were chirping in there is don't do this for the entire episode. It can't be this way. But because they went the entire episode, because they went all in, like, so, like, I understand how people could not like this episode because it's very different. It's very, it's very it's very complex. It's yeah. a very comic book fan story. I really feel like this is... It's it's their opportunity to give something different to comic book fans, but it's 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 something that I if they had only gone halfway, I wouldn't have been happy. They went all the way. They went super hard into it, 
And I think that's the only reason it worked. So that's something I want to address too before we talk in like about the actual content. And that this is where I think this to me marks a turning point in the MCU because not only is it a turning point because we now have TV shows that are fully integrated into the MCU proper, because like I just said before, we haven't really had that prior. Um, This to me marks a, a turning point because now more than ever, everything is connected. Where yeah. it used to be, like, you yeah. know, like, Ant-Man is an example we always use. Like, you could watch Ant-Man and have never watched any other movie in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and, A, understand exactly what's going on, understand exactly who the characters are, and, B, in, enjoy the movie because you didn't, like, it connected, like, you know, but it didn't at the same time. Like, you didn't need to know who Tony Stark was. You didn't need to know about Thanos. You didn't need to know about anything else to enjoy a movie like Ant-Man. Watching this show... You, it's connected. You need to know who Scarlet Witch is, who Vision is, where they have been up until this point. So it's it's both a negative and a positive because obviously the MCU and Disney, Kevin Feige, he's at the point where he's like, "Fuck it, we are. This is shit for fans now. We are established. We've been doing this for ten years. We are making stuff for fans. If you haven't watched anything else." That's on you at this point. We are making shit for the people that have been with us on this journey since day one. And I applaud that. And I'm here for it. I'm very happy about it. I was talking with one of my friends the other day. He was like, he's like, it's boring. It's not blah, blah, blah. Like, like, what is the plot? And I'm like, you don't need to know a plot outright. Because we've seen these characters at least five separate times in other movies before. Like, everything is connected now. It's very much like Star Wars in that way now. Like, Everything is fucking connected. And I think that's just such an underrated, like, just thing to, like, that we should just really celebrate about Kevin Feige and his ability. We've done it. Dude, I mean, like, (laughs) his ability to manage the minuscule and fit it into, there's no better way to put it than the timeline. And one of the things that I love, uh, we were talking before the show about, you know, sort of Disney is that they're doing right now, both with Marvel as well as with uh, Star Wars, is that in anything that they're publishing, they're putting their timeline in there and everything fits into the timeline. And if you create the timeline, that creates the universe. And if it fits into the timeline and it fits accurately and can be congruent with yep. continuity, which is, it's insane. It is absolutely insane that they have been able to do it over so many movies, over TV shows, and where everything you feel legitimately could all exist in the same universe. Yep. And even this, and, and really, like, I love the fact that they are really they went so over the bo- over the top with the way that they shot the episode as well. Yeah. So the hard cuts when it turns from chicken into eggs, the you can obviously see the strings. You know what it kind of reminded me of? It kind of reminded me of um uh the WWE. And, <laughs> no, seriously. And with Bray Wyatt. And yes. with Bray Wyatt. Yep, right? I know where you're going with this. Yep. With the, with the fun house. Because of the fun yep. house, right? And it, it's got the same kind of strings mm-hmm. and it's unapologetic about seeing the strings because it's supposed to be a fantasy, because you know that it's a fantasy. So the 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 way that they shot it actually makes it a, a lot of fun. And you realize that 
what you're seeing is a fantasy inside of Scarlet Witch's mind. So let's all right. So let's get into that now because yeah. that's the thing. So so let, so let's establish just the baseline here, right? The now we don't know this for a fact because anything can happen at this yeah. point. But the assumption is pure speculation, right? The assumption is that timeline wise, this happens. After the events of Endgame. Yes. Right? So yeah. Vision is... Right. Vision is fully dead, right? Yeah. And Scarlet Witch... And this is what we speculated on, you know, a few episodes ago. So the, the thing that struck me most immediately about this show was the fact that they were really expanding on Scarlet Witch's powers, which, like, we were talking about it before when you we were having a couple beers. You mentioned it in um, Avengers Age of Ultron. You know, the, they really never dig into what her powers are because no. us as comic book readers, we know that her powers are insane. She can yeah. do pretty much anything. Yeah, she's, and in, she's Omega level. Right, she's and, in, and in uh, Age of Ultron, uh, uh, Maria Hill had that great one-liner when they were talking about... Um, uh, when they were talking about, what do you call it, uh, uh, Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch, right. and, she, and Captain America goes, so what is it again? And Maria Hill goes, he's fast and she's weird. She's weird. What does that mean? It can mean yeah. literally anything. And up until this point, we've really only seen her use telekinesis and a little bit of mind control. But then in Endgame, she went toe-to-toe with Thanos with God knows what powers, right? And all Which of a was sudden... such a great scene. So awesome. And really, if you think about that scene, it really helps you to understand what's happening right, right. now, Right. So she said, you took everything. So she fell in love with this artificial intelligence. Right. So she's a mutant. She falls in love with an AI. Well, we can't use the M word yet. We okay. can't use the M word yet. They're right. enhanced. They They're enhanced. Right. They have so. not said that she's a mutant yet. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's coming. I guarantee it's coming. Uh, but no, so she hasn't said she, whatever. So, but she fell in love. So what you're seeing right now is what I believe is is Scarlet Witch's uh, almost like ideological love situation, right? Like maybe in order or happily to, ever after, right? Maybe like when she was like kept in prison or something, she was shown a lot of like I like to keep her calm or whatever. She was shown a lot of like yep. I love Lucy and love like you know those kind of things, and maybe that's why she infatuates over it, and right. like that's why she envisions herself to be in. Vision. Right? So, <laughs> I see you did there. So she sees herself being in that situation with Vision because Vision is already dead and she's trying to create a reality. I think that what we are seeing right now is Wanda Maximoff creating her own matrix. She created the matrix for herself. Yeah. And she has trapped herself in her own matrix. Where she is living out a fantasy life, but she did it to herself under the guise of AIM. I think it's going to be AIM. It's got to be the beekeeper coming out of the sewer is... is well, so, okay. So, okay. So, I mean, that was deliciously... It was a delicious throw. If it's not AIM... That was a delicious little nod to yeah. the end. So, let's talk theories, though, right? So, so I, I think, without a doubt, the one thing we can all agree on is that... Scarlet Witch, Wanda Maximoff, has created this reality. Whether she did it knowingly, unknowingly, against her will, because she was before, like, whatever it is, she has created this reality. That I think we can all agree on. The real question, the real mystery to me is the why, right? And I think there's two main prevailing theories. 
the one prevailing theory that you and I discussed a couple episodes ago as we tried to link it into Doctor Strange and everything else was that sure. she simply had just gone crazy. Right. The, all the events of the past few years simply made her go crazy. Her powers went bonkers and she started doing this stuff very yeah. much like she did in the comic books. Post-traumatic exactly. stress, very real. But, oh my God, you saw half of life yep. existence get like yep. very explainable, very understandable. But knowing what we now know from the first two episodes and the two Big Easter, three big, three big Easter eggs. I would say there's three big Easter eggs. So I, I, I like the aim beekeeper thing. I totally agree with you. The other two big Easter eggs were the in the first episode she finds that red helicopter, right? Yes. And it yeah. very obviously has a sword logo on it. Yes. Sword is of course basically like the space division of Shield, right? Right. So there's that element to it, and then there's also the my favorite Easter egg was the commercial that they just, like, dropped in the middle of the second episode oh, with the yeah. guy from the first commercial with the Stark toaster, and he's wearing the watch, and he call, it's called the Strucker watch. Now, that so that, to me, I think is the biggest Easter eggs for, for two reasons. One, because Baron Von Strucker and Hydra, we know Hydra is a big thing in the MCU. But if you remember from, like, the brief opening scene of Age of Ultron, which is one of the weaker Marvel movies, like, overall... You see Baron Von Strucker and you learn that Baron Von Strucker and whatever the fuck he was doing were he created essentially, he made Quicksilver and Scarlet Witch what they are. So having that Strucker name drop for me in the second episode, that's that's the thread that I'm pulling on right now because it's like, you know, it, it, it's almost too easy to say it's like a Hydra plot, you know, but we know that Baron Zemo is at least one of the bad guys in Falcon and Winter Soldier, and he is classically Hydra from a comic book perspective, even though he wasn't so much Hydra in Civil War. So it's like the mystery to me is the most fascinating thing right now because they the first two episodes the majority of what they did was drop hints, was yeah. drop hints to make you think. And that I love that. I absolutely so, love it. So I think you're absolutely right. And I think what we're going to start to see in all of the different pieces of content that we're given is the interweaving of a uh, evil network, mm -hmm. right? So with Infinity War and Endgame, right, the main thing that you see is there's one bad guy. Thanos. Thanos is the reason Thanos. There's yep. one bad guy. I think now, in order to make the story different, instead of there being one bad guy, instead of just rehashing one bad guy, right, they're going to start building their network, right, which is what DC was trying to do, kind of trying to do, not really trying to do. Who knows what DC was doing? They're, fucking, <laughs> they're, 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 smoking, they're smoking crack in the corner and pretending they're lions and tires and bears. Who knows? But... I think that's what we're going to start to see, right? Yeah. So it would not surprise me if it was it was both Hydra and AIM, Baron Von Strucker working with somebody from AIM, you know, and, and yeah. combining their forces into being this larger combined force that we then see in a movie, which would then be Secret Invasion. And we find out that everybody is actually... To be revealed, who is leading all of those groups? Right. Instead of it being penetrated by Hydra, it's actually been penetrated by Scrolls. Right. And they're actually Scrolls with which, all which of them. that kind of stuff would make me so happy. Which because, would then lead yeah. into hopefully, hopefully a Dark Avengers storyline. <laughs> oh my god! Oh my god! If in ten years we get the Dark Avengers, see that's the kind of thing that I really want to see because it's like for me, Hydra has always been the the most perfect villain like ever because it's not just 
one. It's like it's like you say, like I, I can't think of a, a good reference for this, but it's like it's not a thing, it's an idea. Yeah, it's like you the know? Empire. Exactly. It's like the medieval Empire. Right? Exactly. Same thing, but like, just done better. Hydra sold the first right. order. Exactly. <laughs> well, the first order is not the Empire. So <laughs> first of all. Empire right. Light. <laughs> but it's also like Hydra soldiers are very much like stormtroopers, right. right? They're very nameless. They're just but you have a whole bunch of them. Same right. thing with AIM. Like and it's global. Troopers, it's a whole thing. Right. Yeah. They wear the, the beekeeper hats or whatever. They're, yeah. they're just names. And they have their whole thing. It's like cut off one head, two more grown in its place. Yes. Like Hydra has always been the perfect villain for me because like not only is it global and it's far reaching and they have, you know, just like S.H.I.E.L.D., they've got their space shit. They've got their alien shit. They've got their just generic spy shit. It's, it's so far reaching and it goes so deep and it touches so many people that it's like almost... Just like S.H.I.E.L.D., it's like literally impossible to fully destroy. There's always a way to bring back HYDRA as a villain. And even the MCU has been doing that since day one. They introduced HYDRA in Captain America, the first Avenger, brought him back big time and crossed it over both with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. and Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. picked up on that for a very long time. And then you see HYDRA again a little bit in Civil War with Baron Zemo and the Winter Soldier and the programming and all of that. So, like, the biggest consistent villain throughout the MCU, I would say, has been Hydra. So to have them come yeah. back in this way with the introduction of Sword would be very cool to me. So let's talk about Sword for a minute too, because if we look at the so there's the obvious Easter egg. Sure. If you look at the if you just go to IMDB, the guy you yeah, always yeah. do, and you read the casting for the epi, for the uh, the series, sometimes gives a little bit a little bit away. But one of the people cast in WandaVision is um, Monica Rambeau who we know yes. from Captain Marvel. Didn't we already see her? She was in the second episode, wasn't she? She is, I guess, she is the, the woman um, that, uh, she's like handling the talent yes, show or whatever. Exactly. Yes, exactly. Exactly, she's yep. in the second episode. But we also know from a comic book perspective that Monica Rambeau becomes a Captain Marvel, and Correct. from the Captain Marvel movie with Brie Larson, Monica, Monica Rambeau is young, because it's in the 90s, right. she's young. Right. So that whole thing, that in a way just turns the Hydra theory like on its head because the two are completely unrelated. Right. So but so what they're trying to do is they're trying to interweave multiple storylines mm -hmm. into one, right? That are all then eventually going to connect into one, right? Which if there is anyone, I would say there is no one in the entire planet who would be more like appropriate for this job than Kevin Feige. Right, like he is going to be able to take all of these multiple interlocking storylines, and he'll tell a coherent story to how they lead into yep. one. And we're gonna see little, like what we're getting right now is the breadcrumbs, and it's delicious. And these breadcrumbs are absolutely delicious, and it's going to lead into this great Marvel, hopefully, story that we get over hopefully the next ten years of next Marvel movies, and we get. All the way up until the final battle where maybe, who knows who the big baddie is going to be. Where they could take it in a number of different directions. Because they are they are at the opportunity right now where they are developing a lot of stories. Where you can do scrolls on Earth, but then they're also going to do a galactic element right. with Thor and and the Asgardians of the galaxy. And they also hinted at that at the end of the end credit scene of Spider-Man uh, Far From Home was Nicolas Cage. You find out that the Nicolas Cage we saw 
throughout the entirety of Far From Home, or at least for the majority of it, Nicholas was... Cage. Nick Cage, whatever, was... Um, oh, Fury. Am I saying Nicholas Cage? Nick, oh, shit. Nick, I, Nicholas Fury. How many beers have I had? <laughs> not Nicholas Cage. You know what I meant. Nick Fury. Although, it would be awesome to see <laughs> Nicholas Cage in any Marvel movie ever. I would see it 100%. Uh, Earth, Earth 614 oh is God. fucking oh Nicholas Cage. I but anyway, so what I was saying was, you, you saw in, in Far From Home um, that the Nick Fury that you saw through the majority of the movie, presumably, was a scroll. And the and you know, the after credit scene of Far From Home was Fury on a fucking scroll spaceship, obviously right. hinting at swords. So it's like right. that's where they're going. Right. Like, you know. <laughs> so I think so that kind of moves us on to one of the next things we wanted to talk about, which is the Captain America rumors. Yep. Right? So Chris Evans has Is that Terry Hatcher, by the way? Uh yes, in Tango and Cash. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, we have Tango and Cash on in the background. Uh, for those of you who are... I did not realize that was okay. Terry Hatcher. keep this focus? Edit this out. <laughs> Whatever. You have to cut this part. Anyway, so um, so the, the next thing we want to talk about is obviously the Captain America rumors and Chris Evans signing back on as Captain America. Yeah. What I, the fuck? <laughs> I, think, I think that's where they're going to go with it. So... Wait, where? With S.W.O.R.D. With, so Captain America is going to go and he's going to be in outer space. And he's not going to have the shield... He's going to have the energy shield. So I think that's the way they did it in the comics. Secret event, the secret, whatever it was. Secret Avengers? Was that what it was? Uh, well, no, see, yeah, they, secret Avengers had They're lots of space. weird missions. Yeah, okay, but like, okay, yeah. but so. He's going to be Steve Rogers. He's going to wear the secret Avengers. Do we you know, really think, though, space. do we really think, though, okay, A, I would love to see it, 100%. Chris Evans is perfect I think they're going to the do role. this. I think do we really gonna think have, he's going to come back, though? Absolutely. 100%. Oh, I don't know, man. Oh, 100%. A, A, would you turn down a multi-million dollar paycheck? No. Well, Chris Evans seems and, like a man which, of principle. I don't know, principle, man. Like, you are literally Captain <laughs> America. Yeah, I know. You are like, the guy. If someone was going to say, who should we send to see sick children? <laughs> you're that guy. Would you not want to be that guy? Like you're, a, you're literally a hero to like... Millions and millions of people all over the world. We're gonna Would pay you, you not want to be that guy. We're gonna I pay you. Want, we're gonna pay you tens of millions of dollars, but go see sick children also. Yeah, but, yeah, <laughs> sure, absolutely. Are you kidding me? How would you not want to be that person? No, I'm not saying I wouldn't. I'm just saying I don't know it's if heavy, he wants heavy to. Lies the crown, is you're saying? Yeah, I mean, yeah. I guess. Heavy, yeah, heavy like. I mean, I'm I'm just trying to go based off of like just what I know from him. Not, not like I fucking know him personally, but just like when you hear reports, interviews of him, he said he seemed like he was very much like Robert Downey Jr., like very done with the role after Endgame. Which, to be clear, if he never came back, it would be fine. He doesn't need to. Yeah. But I, I'm not obviously. I'd have the hugest boner if he so, came back. But I just don't know. I don't know if I believe it. I don't know if I'm so well, on it yet. So here's here's the problem, and I'll I'll tell you the real problem. We. No, I was I was a '90s child, and I was uh, occasionally bullied because I was a nerd. But we won. The nerds <laughs> won every single movie. No, Yo, we, no, you're listen. absolutely right. Every we won movie. Every single movie. Every single show. Yeah, every, we won. Everything that has a big release is either Marvel or Star Wars. Yeah, that's like ev- like everything. Everything that did, you're excited about. Did Friday Night Lights is, make a billion dollars? No, I don't no, think so. No, Marvel or Star Wars. The nerds won, an and example. and. Fucking 10-year-old Anthony would be fucking ecstatic right now. 
<laughs> knowing that every single fucking thirty six year old Anthony however, is still a static. However, <laughs> that's a problem, right? Because there's no other opportunities for actors to be able to get jobs. There's no other. It was the Fair. same thing when WWE bought WCW back in 2001. Same problem happened, right? Because it created now it helped things, created better health care, created better pay, created better uh, distribution, yep. created better a lot of things. But one of the things that it, it really hurt was the opportunity to go someplace else and make money. Right. You couldn't do that. Nowadays, you can because there's impact, there's AEW, there's all these other options that have come up so you can go other places. Actors right now do not have a lot of other places. And there's a lot of politics behind the scenes. Oh, yeah. Where if you were to go and work with another studio. Right. It could very easily blackball you from another. Like, well, where they're like, I don't want to work. And then you're yeah. not working. Then well, you're an actor why, and you're not working. That's why, That's why you know, it, it's actually, it's actually at this point, it's like a famous story. You know, Chris Evans, while we're on the topic, he turned down the role of Captain America three times. Um, they offered to him three times. He turned it down three times before finally, for, before finally accepting it for exactly that reason, because it had a multi-picture thing attached to it. It was a big commitment. It, it didn't. It didn't necessarily prevent him from doing other things. There was nothing like that in the contract, but it was still just just purely from a time commitment, like a yeah. time commitment. He's yeah. he's appearing in no less than ten movies over a ten-year period. It makes it hard. To do other things. So I, I totally get that. And imagine it. I mean, imagine the responsibility. Like, we were joking. Like, I wish I, I could was, act because I, mean, I'd I was be fucking just, there in a heartbeat. Was, <laughs> well, I was just joking and saying, like, you're the people that they want to go to children's hospitals. You're the hero that yeah. people want to see. Heavy lies the crown, right? Because now, God forbid, you go out to a bar with your boys and you get drunk one night and some, some paparazzi takes a bad picture of you while you're hammered. And then all of a sudden, people are, like, looking at you, and they're like, don't you realize you're a role model? Don't you realize that, like, look, I like, so have he's you, just a person. Like, have you, you ever read, like, have you ever read... But there's I'm, no place else to work, right? Right. Now. So have you ever read, actually, I'm glad you mentioned that. Have you ever read, I, I forget what, who published it. It was either, it was either Hollywood Reporter or Deadline. It was one of the big, um, you know, publishing houses, whatever, um, uh, publications in Hollywood. Okay. And they published a piece a couple years ago um, about... Uh, being a celebrity and being in the nightlife, you know, realm right. in like the nineties before right. or early two thousand before the onset of social media, and you had people like Leonardo DiCaprio, Brad Pitt, like people like that that were heavily involved in that outside nightlife, talking about how much easier it was to oh, yeah. go out and like you oh, know yeah. be a degenerate if you wanted to, yeah. because like worst case scenario is you get your picture of you being a degenerate like. Maybe on the cover of like people, but you know, who the fuck cares? It's just people. But yeah, now it's like then right, there was no social media. Was, now it's, and there was no such thing as bad press. Exactly. Was, back then there was exactly. no such thing. Even it was if, before woke right. culture happened. I mean, look at look at Pam and Tommy Lee, right? You had mm-hmm. the Pam and Tommy Lee, there was no such thing. But nowadays there's a lot of responsibility. Mm-hmm. And Chris Evans has that responsibility. Yeah. So it's very hard for him. Like you say, like, we as fans, like it's 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 really unfortunate because he's so perfect. He was so good. He was so like we love like we love him. We're so ingrained with him in our 
lives and our souls, the way that he portrayed that character, what that character means. Yeah, he was to so us. perfect. He was so perfect for the character that it's like it, it, it's actually it, it almost feels a little bit. I don't want to force him like to be. That's this what character. I'm saying. Yeah. Like it, uh, yes, do I want to see him? Like and like yes, will I pay to see him? A hundred percent, a hundred times out of a hundred. If he's going to be in a movie, I am going to pay to see it, and that sucks because there's nowhere else that he's getting the chance to make right. the same kind of money that he can make with Marvel. So he has to go back to Marvel, right? And right? So that's why so he's now trapped into one character for the rest of his life. But like, does it? Like, I understand as an artist and an actor. Like how that would you would not be able like they're not going to prevent you from doing little do whatever right. you want from an indie perspective do you know but you're never going to be able you're never going to be able so, like this character will always be with you so that's why I'm questioning this because again like I was saying before by all accounts Chris Evans has struck me as the kind of person that only does things that he wants to do, and he wants to do 100%. Like, yes, it, it, took, a, it took a little bit of convincing, yeah. but once he was sold on Captain America, he was fully in, right? But it also gave then you, you flip- confidence behind the movie. Right, but then you... He, you know, everyone wanted to be a part of it. Right, but then you look at somebody else, like, perfect example, we're watching Tango and Cash in the background, Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell has said on more than one occasion, he's like... I just act for the money. He's like, I don't even like, yeah. I, I don't give a shit. Like, I yeah. just, I like the money. Like, I'm good at it. And I like the money, right? Good at it. So it's yeah. like two different, you know. So, so that's why I'm skeptical of this Chris Evans thing because, again, I would fucking love for it to happen, even if it's just a three second cameo for him to come back. And to be honest, that's where I think it's really going to go. I think all of these rumors are being blown out of proportion just because it's Chris Evans. If he is in some kind of deal, or I'm sorry, in some kind of talks close to a deal to reprise his role, I honestly think it's to reprise his role in one or maybe a small series of cameos. I don't think we are ever going to see a full leading man Chris Evans as Captain America or as Steve Rogers ever again. I think at best it's going to be a recurring role in a series or a big part in one movie or a couple of cameos peppered throughout phase four. Or at least in not the next 10 years. Exactly, yeah, yeah exactly. Maybe yeah. 10 years from now you come back. But right. I, I definitely understand where you're coming yeah, from. 10 years from now, for sure. Yeah. Right now no, doesn't feel like it. No matter what it is, I think that it is absolutely fair to say Marvel has earned our trust. 100%. Marvel, that's why anyone who is complaining about WandaVision, I, I am... Be, Fuck off. Uh, no, uh, Fuck uh, off no, is no, what no, I no, say. No, 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 Stop the no, no, name. No, 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 absolutely <laughs> not. In fact, just the opposite. I understand why you're complaining. I understand how you could not get it. I can, I can understand how you could not be into the show and it's not exciting for you because it is a little bit more... It's it's, it's very, very niche. complex. It's and very niche. niche. It's very complex. and But it, it ties in. Yeah. And, and the very fact that they're giving us WandaVision, the, they have earned our trust... I trust in Kevin Feige. I trust in the direction that he's going to be able to take us. And I just want to be able to sit back and like, let's just see where this is going to go. Exactly. And like, I'm, I'm really excited. Disney, Disney plus has really got something. I mean, releasing things episodically. Yeah. We're now going to be talking about this for the next 10 weeks. Because it's it's like, it's like what I was saying. Like if you released it all, if they had released it all this weekend, 
I'd be done. I would watch it all. Yeah, yeah, because they're half hour episodes. I'd be done with it by now. I love the episodic release. I love the episode. Now, if it's four episodes, now if it's going to be you know eight episodes, that's two months worth of my life that I'm going to be talking about, thinking about, dedicating my life to whatever this is. Couldn't agree more. And I absolutely love it. And I love the like. I mean, you, you can't dismiss like. There have been – there are plenty of other examples. We talk about it on Cannon Fire. There are plenty of other examples where um, franchises have made interconnected universes between movies, between TV, maybe even throwing some video games and other shit, other mediums in there. The MCU is the only example of a fully interconnected, in every sense of the word, movie – universe now movie and tv universe and it's like again like you know like like you said people you know people will complain they say i don't get what's going on because i haven't watched the last 20 mcu movies and at this point i'm like yo man that's on you like if you're if you're bad review of something that is happening on Disney Plus right now in the mcu hinges upon the fact that you have no idea what came before it that's on you like that is no longer Disney's responsibility like they have established this and they've done it well over the last 10 years it's not like again not to just shit on DC again but like when you look at how DC tried to connect their universes and how Marvel did connect their universes you can clearly see how one group knew exactly what they were doing and the other group had no fucking idea what they were doing there is a plan there is a process trust the process it will work it really will and and I think I think it's fair to say that over the last ten years they've earned our trust. Yep. Like it's so frustrating for me to see movies like Wonder Woman eighty four that do get good reviews, right? Oh, because God. it was so bad, and they have broken our trust. And then to hear people try and criticize something that Marvel has done, where Marvel has literally done. Every single thing right. Like in almost every single... I would say there's probably two movies out of the entire... I don't even know how many movies. There's over 20 of them. It's yeah. like 21, 20 movies. Yeah. There's two movies that are maybe not great. And Wait, that is... Thor the Dark Thor World. Thor the Dark World and Age of Ultron. Age of Ultron, yep. Those are the two. Those are the obvious two. And they're terrible... They're no fun. Nobody likes them. But even those still connect even, to the broader story. And they still, and they still contribute. And they show up. <laughs> they, they may not talk about them a lot, but they they don't negate them. Like even in uh, even in Endgame, Thor talks about. He's like, no, it's actually more like a sludge. He's yeah. Like, he actually throws back yeah. to the movie. Yeah. Even though it sucked. Yeah. And that's good. That's what we want. And even like, when, when. Yeah, sometimes you're going to have a yeah. miss, but don't just try. Just because you have a miss, don't try and cut it out of the universe. Exactly. Don't try and. No, no, it's a part. You're telling this larger story. Keep it in. And when Cap picks up the hammer in Endgame and Thor goes, oh, I knew it. I knew because it. they teased it in I Age of Ultron yeah, and he moves it a little bit. And Thor has Thor has, like, has that look, you know? Like, yeah, they tease it a little bit. And it's like, oh, that's still one of the greatest fucking scenes like ever. Just but like, yeah, like so it, And it's that's those, exactly what they're doing right now yeah. with WandaVision and bringing back yep. Baron Von Strucker. Yep. So they're taking one of the movies that was not the greatest and it was a little bit looser. Maybe they didn't tie as much to. 
But now they're bringing the guy back. Now they're bringing back the villain. And now they can interweave it. And then they can make it more complex. And then you have the universal solve. Which is just... Yeah, dude, oh, I'm so here for it. Which is just, oh, they were a scroll the whole time. Which, you know, as a comic book fan, I'm here for. As, as Even though it's like that would be stupid. Oh, they were a scroll the whole time. Normally I would hate that. But if that means yeah. that they're leading to Secret Invasion, well... And let me just say... That's actually... Kind of cool. And right? let me just say the fact as that long we as now, they're bringing in, but in order to have Secret Invasion, you need to have the almost need to have the Dark Avengers. Well, see, no, see, see, you don't. You you can you can do Secret I mean, Invasion well, you know, without who, the I Dark mean, Avengers. Well, who defeated the Secret Invasion? Yeah, it was Norman Osborn. It was Norman Osborn. But you can, but you his, can, his team that eventually became. The Dark Avengers. It was that team. So you don't need the Dark Avengers. You need villains, is what you're saying. Because the Dark Avengers happen after, right? Which you need the Suicide Squad, right? Because you lose the trust. Exactly. As heroes, which is the Suicide Squad. All all I know is that I think you know we talked a lot about it before, and I've definitely, I'm fairly certain I've said before on this podcast that Secret Invasion would be a bad idea for them to do, but. I was only speaking about that in terms of a movie because doing Secret Invasion in a movie would require like bare minimum five to six other movies to have Secret Invasion Correct. Easter eggs, which but would be what very if hard five to do. To six other series. I was just gonna say, yeah. but the the when they when Marvel had their big or I'm sorry, Disney had their big investors meeting as Secret Invasion was one of the things that they announced as a TV series that. I, I never, I never, I never thought about it because at the time we were talking about it, Disney Plus wasn't a thing. They weren't serious, like. But th- doing it as a series, that's that's the only way to, to to really do it. Especially now, like I said, with all of these series tying more directly into the MCU, which is fucking genius, by the way. They're like, just doing it that way is so smart. Like really that's is. like I, I'm Secret Invasion is one of the things I'm most excited for because it's one of my favorite storylines ever yeah, because I, I love I love that mystery like deep cover fucking shit like I, I love all of that stuff and yeah doing it in a series makes so much more sense because again you know and we might even for all I know we might even like Marvel plans their shit we might even see a secret invasion easter egg in WandaVision like who the fuck knows like they've got a lot of time to lead up to it and I, I like you said they have my trust right now they have no reason not to have my trust because even the shit that that is not as good. Like I, I will watch Age of Ultron, and I will still enjoy it. It is definitely on the bottom end of the spectrum. David but Spader is but amazing yeah. as Ultron. Yeah. David Spader, like James Spader, James Spader. The the only reason that Age of Ultron and like Thor: The Dark World falls so far to the bottom of the pile is simply because everything else is so fucking good. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. like I would watch Age of Ultron before I watched. Anything in the DCEU without without question, yeah, yeah. like it's just like without question. And now, does that mean that everything that's going to happen in the future is going to be great? No. In fact, I actually think that, and that's what people have to I accept. That we're, that's what people have to accept. We're going to get a movie that's going to set up Secret Invasion. That's going to really upset a lot of the general fans. Yep, I think because it, people are going to see it as like trite and like stupid and like oh they were a scroll the whole time yeah that's the whole story exactly right that's the whole story is that yes they were a scroll the whole time and i really feel that we're gonna have maybe a movie or two that a lot of people we're gonna have a thor the dark world we're gonna have an age of ultron but again like just because we have those one or two movies that 
may not be as good as the rest. I think that the overall story that they're telling, which is so complex, so detail-oriented, so ridiculously hard to do that they are they have accomplished doing, like, they will do successfully, yeah, I think. It's just, it's just like reading comic books at this point. Like, if, it really if you're, you're going to read, really you know, if you're, if you're going to read, like, even when, you, even when you go back to guys like Chris Claremont, right? Chris Claremont had, like, a 19-year run on X-Men. Was every issue, every story arc that he made gold? No. There was plenty of garbage in there. But did the overarching theme and what he was trying to accomplish and the characters that he developed and the stories that he wrote and how he connected everything, did it work in the at the end of the day? A hundred thousand percent. Like yeah. so for these people that are complaining about, you know, oh I watched one episode of WandaVision, it was boring, go fuck yourself. There's yeah. so much more content out there to watch, and it all connects and feeds into the bigger story. Yeah. And so for general fans that are out there, this leads to a, a good next part of our of our podcast here. So I want to talk about the future of just film, movies, and stuff like that. So, I mean, obviously you've got Disney Plus is going hard into the paint. Yep. Hard into Star Wars and Marvel. Yep. Like, that's everything that they're doing, right? So that's their brand. Star Wars, Marvel, like, those are the reasons that you follow Disney plus all of everything else at Disney, you know, Pixar and everything else, right? So you're going to have things. Netflix is going to be known for something else. HBO Max is known for DC, right? And you're going to have all the DC movies. It's really strange, but also enjoyable right now to see so many different companies embracing certain titles and creating one central story, and no matter what title they release, no matter how the show is structured, no matter what type of show that they want to do, they can centralize it around a central story. Yep. And it makes it, it feels so much better. I, I like it. I don't know. I, I like that. Right? And so, so you can, you have your opportunity. But I think, in my opinion, right now, there is no better time in your life to cut the cord. If you haven't cut the cord from cable and gone into a digital streaming service, like there are so many streaming services that are, you have to have and that you are going to have to have. Yep. Because everybody, like depending on what you like to watch, everyone is going to, to anchor themselves with those brands, yep. right? So Peacock has both The Office now and they also have Star Trek, right? So if you ever want to watch anything Star Trek, you watch Peacock. Yep. If you ever want to watch anything Star Wars, you watch Disney Plus. Yep. Right? If you want to watch anything that is DC or, you know, you know whatever, you watch HBO Plus, right? You watch Max. HBO Max. Excuse me. HBO, HBO Max. Plus. Yeah, HBO Max. <laughs> right? But that's the way that Super the Max future Plus. of of Film and TV is going. And now that HBO Max is distributing things the same day as theaters, I mean, I mean, you're you're literally killing theaters. Yep. Like, why go to a theater when I can sit at home and just watch it for the same price oh, or God, even half the other, price? I don't have to fucking. sneak my snacks in. Yep. You know? I just realized Tango and Cash in the background 
the one of the villains in Tango and Cash is Brian James, who is also General Monroe in The Fifth Element, the general that gets stuck in the freezer. Yes, you know, yes, oh, I just, I'm, yes. I'm, I'm, I'm like, I know that guy. Uh, Tango and Cash, for those of you who are listening, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, it is an amazing movie and it is star-studded. Uh, Jack Vance is in that Jack movie. Vance, I was just, just going to say. Jack Vance I forgot he movie. was like the main bad guy. Uh, oh. who's, who's Jaws from, uh, from uh, uh, 007? Wait, Jaws? Yeah, who's the fucking dude with the fucking... James Hong? Uh, no. No. Oh, my God, dude, you, you which, broke, which you movie? Broke, you broke that jaw? Oh, Robert Zar. Robert yeah. Zar. He was also Zar. in Samurai Cop. Yes, he was yeah, in Samurai Cop. Samurai yes. Cop. He's the guy that plays Samurai Cop. Yeah. No, 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 no. He's the villain in Samurai Cop. Oh, that's right. He's Yamashita. Yeah. Yeah. He's got the squarest jaw of mm-hmm. all time. Oh, my God. And that's the thing. He's like, uh, Kevin, or, um... Yep. Oh, it's like a fucking refrigerator. Yeah, he's like, you broke that jaw. God. Yeah. Anyway, all right. Other rumor we have anyway, to touch yeah, on. Yeah, sorry. Getting off Um <laughs> This rumor is... So, I'm, I'm still calling it a rumor at this time, even though there are sources that are saying it's confirmed. The only reason we're still calling it a rumor is because sources like... Deadline and Variety have not actually reported this as true. So we talked a little while ago about how we saw there were reports of Charlie Cox, who played Daredevil in the Netflix series, on the set of Spider-Man 3. Now it's coming out that it's, quote, confirmed. He's wrapped wrapped shooting on Spider-Man 3. But again, boners everywhere, but... I'm still calling this a rumor because, like I said, I'm calling I've it, only seen it on, like, the nerd websites that it's it, been confirmed. I'm calling it a cameo appearance, and I will love it for every minute. A hundred percent. Even if he's AVD has a 30-second cameo, hope, I am here for it. I, so, at the end, Spider-Man is accused, right? Right, of, at the end of Far From Home, uh, yeah. Far From Home. He's, he's outed. He's outed. So, it stands to reason that maybe he stands on trial. Right. And as a lawyer, he yep. gets a blind lawyer, and which, who represents him? Which was Charlie such a, Cox. Which was such I think a it's prevailing, perfect. I think yeah. it's perfect. I mean, it was, su- it's, it was such a prevailing fan theory for, like, sin- pretty much since Far From Home came out, the fan theories have been, oh, this is how they're going to bring back Daredevil, because he's going to need a lawyer to help him. And everybody was like, yeah, that would be awesome, it's never going to happen, blah, blah, blah. But now all of a sudden it's like, oh... Charlie Cox is on set. Oh, now Charlie Cox is rap shooting. So now you're like, mm. yeah. But here's the question: You as a fan, yeah. Now putting on your fanboy hat, go. You as a fan, would you be satisfied with just seeing Charlie Cox playing the lawyer persona 100%. rather than playing? Like, would you be? Oh, if, if they if, don't call if, him Matt Murdock, right? Well, no, no, no. If they call him Matt Murdock, right? And he's the lawyer, right? But, but never shows up as Daredevil. I would totally be okay would with that. Would you be okay with 100%, that? hundred percent because it opens up. Because again, it, it just opens the door. It just opens the door and it properly connects. Because again, that's another thing. Going back to those, so Netflix, you wouldn't. You're saying you wouldn't need to see him as Daredevil. No, because again, kicking people's asses as, on a, no. alongside of Spider Man. No, I okay. want to. Yeah, yeah I, I want, want to. to. Yeah. But like, yeah, but going back to like, you know, we were talking about the connections between the Netflix series, right? The Netflix series, uh, Jessica Jones, Daredevil, Luke Cage, right? Iron Fist. They all reference things that happened in the MCU proper. Most, the thing they reference the most is the Battle of New York, right? Because everybody was impacted by It's always one line of dialogue, the Battle of New York. But then when you really like look at what happens throughout the entirety of all of the seasons of all of those shows, right? None of the events that happen in those shows 
warrant either the intervention of the Avengers or S.H.I.E.L.D., right? So it's okay that they don't tie in directly as much as you want to see that happen. So if you just drop Charlie Cox in as Matt Murdock, never see him as Daredevil, and he just shows up and he's fucking lawyer Matt Murdock, I'm fine with that because it just yeah. opens the door for other things. Because yeah. even by doing that, on a big on the big screen, fans are going to shit themselves and start to do, you know, Zack Snyder shit and demand that he shows up in other things, and it'll probably happen. We'll probably end up getting Daredevil in the MCU, which will be fucking great. Charlie Cox was fantastic in the role. The Daredevil series was amazing. Like, you know, I'm I'm down for it. I I definitely hope that we get to that point where it's almost like, like heroes are awestruck to be in the presence of other heroes, right? Like, oh, shit. You're fucking, like, I'm Booster Gold. Well, that's DC. like... (laughs) But, like, that's what they, well, he's the one I was yeah, thinking right, about. Like, exactly. like, oh, I meet Superman, you know, I'm yeah. Mr. Gold, I meet Superman, like, you know, but, like, let's think of a minor, like, even Moon Knight, right? Yeah, Moon Knight, I'm yep. Moon Knight, and I meet Daredevil, or yeah. I meet Spider-Man, like, that's, like, a big moment for yeah. me, like, because, like, all of a sudden, the hero landscape yeah. explodes, and especially and Moon Knight, game. And Moon Knight is the perfect platform, in my opinion, to bring back a character like Dead, I'm sorry, Deadpool, uh, like Daredevil um, yeah. or Luke Cage, because Moon Knight is very much like Daredevil in that he's like a street level hero. Yeah. He doesn't have a lot of big world ending villains. Iron right? Fist, exactly. Luke Cage, so we're gonna all street level yeah. heroes. So the heroes perfect, for hire, heroes right. for hire, which is like that's like a Dude. cool concept. Yeah. I like heroes, but like it also could get turned into more of like. An anti-hero right. but it's kind the of perfect, element. But it's the perfect way to bring back, like, I mean, let, let, let's be honest. The guy that played Iron Fist, what was his name? Uh, Finn, no, uh, what was his real name? The, the actor's oh, name, Finn. Oh, I, I don't remember. Finn from Game, of, right? Game, Game of, of Thrones, Thrones yeah. yeah. If he never comes back. Which I could never I, get past, I'm sorry. I won't be, yeah. I won't be sad if, if he never comes back. But Mike Coulter as Luke Cage was some of the most perfect casting I like he was phenomenal yeah. as Luke Cage, and the way that Luke Cage season two ended, and the fact that we never got to continue that story is absolutely criminal. Yeah, I know. Like absolutely Luke, criminal. Luke Cage was, in my opinion, of all of the, it was the best. Like, I aside from Daredevil, Daredevil is by far the best. Luke Cage is next. Like I would say, Daredevil. Daredevil. I think Luke Cage pound for pound is better. Yeah, really than Daredevil. Yeah, because really? Daredevil season two becomes a little too ninja y. Definitely. You know? Season would, three is phenomenal. Season two is a little weak. I would definitely say better than Punisher. Like, Punisher was really good the first season. And the yeah. second season was like, nah. Yeah, second season went a little hard. Yeah. But the, the season two of Luke Cage, like, it was such an amazing progression to see him end yeah. in the role, essentially, he of was, Cottonmouth, man, he right? Was so like, good. Like it was, it was, and then so to see phenomenal. it go into in defenders, like yeah. that was really cool. At that time, like I feel like it was like a million years ago, I know, right? I feel like twenty twenty right? was like a hundred years. Yeah, fuck. Like it feels like it was so long ago, but like we had all of the shows that led up to defenders, and defenders was awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. The defenders was so good; it even made Iron Fist look good. Yeah, it really did. It really I keep did. on wanting to call him Finn Balor, but I know that's not no, right. No. <laughs> No, I gotta look it up. What the fuck was his stupid yeah. name? Yeah, yeah. He was the Knight of the Flowers in. Uh, oh god, in he was Game so bad. He was great in Game of Thrones. I really liked him up until the last couple seasons where he had to become a 
you know, whatever. Finn Jones. Finn Jones. I knew it was Finn it. something. Finn something, yeah. Yeah, I, I, I anyway. was close. So, uh, let us know. True viewers, let us know what you think. Let us know what you thought about WandaVision. Um, are you on board with the way that they're going with WandaVision? Do you like the 60s aspect? Where do you think Captain America is going to be? Uh, who knows? Do you think it's going to be Secret Avengers? And then where do you think the future of, of TV, film, and everything else? And do you think that maybe Charlie Cox is going to be more than just a lawyer in Spider-Man? Hopefully he will be. Who knows? Let us know what you think. Send us an email. Let us know uh, on the Review Network uh, Instagram page. Review Podcast Re- Network. Excuse me. Yep. The Review Podcast Network. Fuck yeah. Uh, I'm going to get it one of these days. The Review <laughs> Podcast Network Instagram page. Send us an email at at readysetreview at gmail.com or excuse me, readysetreview at gmail.com. Like, subscribe, tell your friends. we got a lot of big things that we are working on for the future. A lot of exciting things. We really hope to announce some exciting things later this year. It would be amazing, but we'll see. Uh, But stay tuned. And let us know what you think. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as always, stay tuned, true reviewers.